attendant to follow. That one decision made its mark on children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren in more ways than I can possibly imagine. Just as one decision can change your destiny, so can one prayer. If you were to map out your spiritual history, you would find countless answers to prayer at key intersections along the way. Before you were even born, even named, many of you had parents and grandparents who prayed for you. At critical ages and stages, family and friends interceded on your behalf. And thousands of complete strangers have prayed for you in ways you aren't even aware of. The sum total of those prayers is your prayer genealogy. It's like your tree of life, your tree of Adam. I believe that every blessing, every breakthrough, every miracle traces back to the prayers that were prayed by you or for you. One of the greatest moments in eternity will be the day God peels back the space-time curtain and unveils His sovereignty by connecting the divine dots between our prayers and His answers. That infinite web of prayer crisscrosses every nation, every generation, and when God finally reveals His strange and mysterious ways, it will drop us to our knees in worship. We will thank Him for the prayers He did answer. We'll also thank Him for the prayers He didn't answer, because we'll finally understand why and will thank him for the answered prayers we weren't even aware of. My grandfather, Elmer Johnson, died when I was just six years old, but his prayers did not. Our prayers never die. They live on in the lives of those we prayed for. Some of the most poignant and providential moments in my life have been the moments when the Spirit of God has whispered to my spirit, Mark, the prayers of your grandfather are being answered in your life right now. My Grandpa Johnson had a habit of kneeling by his bed at night, taking off his hearing aid, and praying for his family. He couldn't hear himself, but everyone else in the house could. Few things are more powerful than hearing someone intercede on your behalf. His voice print left an imprint on my soul. I'm following in my grandfather's footsteps by getting on my knees and praying next to my bed. It's a great way to start the day. My first thoughts and words are directed toward God. I also pray for my sleeping beauty lying a few feet away. I realize not everyone inherited a prayer legacy from their parents or grandparents like I did, but you can leave a legacy for future generations. You can start a new tradition, a new tree. You can begin a new prayer genealogy. The Most Important Ten Minutes of the Day the most important ten minutes of my day are the ten minutes I spend with my kids right before they leave for school. For many years, I felt like a failure when it came to leading my family in devotions. I could never seem to find a rhyme or a routine. It felt like one failed attempt after another. Then, the week before Parker started high school, Laura and I were on our Monday morning coffee date. Since I preach on Sundays, Monday is our Sabbath. We talk about our marriage, our kids, our calendar, and our finances. During the course of this particular conversation, I confessed my feeling of failure, and that's when Laura shared something her dad did, which I decided to adopt. My father-in-law prayed with more intensity and more consistency than anybody I've ever known. That's why I dedicated The Circle Maker to Bob Schmidgall. He prayed about everything. In fact, when I asked him if I could marry his daughter, he literally said, let me pray about it. That'll put the fear of God in you. 
especially when he didn't check back in for a week. Bob Schmidgall was extraordinarily busy pastoring the church he founded in Naperville, Illinois, but he found time to do devotions with his four children every day before school. In the spirit of full disclosure, the teenage Laura didn't always enjoy those devotions. What teenager does? But more than a decade after her dad's death, those times they spent together are treasured memories. Those devotions were a daily touchpoint with her dad. One of the great challenges with family devotions is finding a consistent time and place to pray together. It's not easy when your kids are playing soccer, taking piano lessons, participating in a school club, and taking swim lessons. And that's probably just one of your children. So how do you find a rhythm? I think it starts with looking at your daily routines. It makes sense to pray with your young children before bed because you tuck them in every night.